Welcome to Bible Chapter Every Day. I'm Matthew. Our chapter today is Leviticus 6. Let's ask God to bless our time today. Heavenly Father, as we read this chapter, we pray that we would try to make things right with the people around us so that we can make things right with you and have our guilt taken away. We pray this through Jesus. Amen. Leviticus 6. Then Yahweh spoke to Moses, saying, When a person displays infidelity against Yahweh, and he deceives his fellow citizen regarding something entrusted, or a pledge, or stealing, or he exploits his fellow citizen, or he finds lost property and lies about it and swears falsely in regard to any of these things by which a person might commit sin. And when he sins and is guilty, then he shall bring back the things he had stolen or what he had extorted or something with which he had been entrusted or the lost property that he had found or regarding anything about which he has sworn falsely. Then he shall repay it according to its value and shall add one-fifth of its value to it. He must give it to whom it belongs on the day of his guilt offering. And he must bring as his guilt offering to Yahweh a ram without defect from the flock, by your valuation as a guilt offering to the priest. And the priest shall make atonement for him before Yahweh, and he shall be forgiven anything from all that he might do, by which he might incur guilt. Then Yahweh spoke to Moses, saying, Command Aaron and his sons, saying, This is the regulation of the burnt offering. The burnt offering must remain on the hearth, on the altar all night until the morning, and the altar's fire must be kept burning on it, and the priest shall put on his linen robe, and he must put his linen undergarments on his body, and he shall take away the fatty ashes of the burnt offering that the fire has consumed on the altar, and he shall place them beside the altar." and he shall take off his garments and put on other garments, and he shall bring out the fatty ashes outside the camp to a ceremonially clean place. But the fire on the altar must be kept burning on it. It must not be quenched. And the priest must burn wood every morning on it, and he shall arrange the burnt offering on it, and he shall turn into smoke the fat portions of the fellowship offerings on it. A perpetual fire must be kept burning on the altar, it must not be quenched. And this is the regulation of the grain offering. Aaron's son shall present it before Yahweh in front of the altar, and he in his fist shall take away from it some of the grain offerings, finely milled flour, and some of its oil, and all of the frankincense that is on the grain offering, and he shall turn into smoke its token portion on the altar as an appeasing fragrance to Yahweh. And Aaron and his sons must eat the remainder of it. They must eat it as unleavened bread in a holy place. In the tent of assembly's courtyard they must eat it. It must not be baked with yeast. I have given it as their share for my offerings made by fire. It is a most holy thing, like the sin offering and like the guilt offering. Every male among Aaron's sons may eat it as a lasting rule among your generations, from the offerings made by fire, belonging to Yahweh. Anything that touches them will become holy. Then Yahweh spoke to Moses, saying, This is the offering of Aaron and his sons, that they shall present to Yahweh on the day of his being anointed, a tenth of an ephah of finely milled flour, as a perpetual grain offering. 
half of it in the morning and half of it in the evening. It must be made in oil on a flat baking pan. You must bring it well mixed. You must present pieces of a grain offering's baked goods as an appeasing fragrance to Yahweh. And the anointed priest, taking his place from among his sons, must do it. As a lasting rule, it must be turned into smoke, totally for Yahweh. And every grain offering of a priest must be a whole burnt offering. It must not be eaten. Then Yahweh spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to Aaron and his sons, saying, This is the regulation of the sin offering. In the place where the sin offering is slaughtered, the sin offering must be slaughtered before Yahweh. It is a most holy thing. The priest who offers the sin offering must eat it in a holy place, in the tent of assembly's courtyard. Anything that touches its flesh will become holy. And when some of its blood spatters on a garment, what was spattered on it you shall wash in a holy place. And a clay vessel in which it was boiled must be broken. But if it was boiled in a bronze vessel, then it shall be thoroughly scoured and rinsed with water. Any male among the priests may eat it. It is a most holy thing. But any sin offering from which some of its blood is brought to the tent of assembly to make atonement in the sanctuary must not be eaten. It must be burned in the fire. Well, that's the reading. Let's dig in. This is a good time to remember that the chapter divisions were not original. In chapter 5, we started on the subject of the guilt offering. In that case, the guilt was involved with defrauding God. Now in this chapter, we get into what to do when a person was defrauded. Yahweh starts out by giving several examples of ways that a person could defraud his neighbor. In this case, it isn't completely unintentional, such as lying about finding lost property. So, the solution is to return the thing that was stolen or lied about or taken from the neighbor in some way, and then he has to pay back an additional 20%. But in addition to making things right with the neighbor, he has to solve the guilt problem with God. And the guilt offering is the same in this case as when he defrauded God. A ram, a male sheep. Then we start a new section. Again, talking about the offerings, but this time talking to the priests. Before, it was more aimed at the worshiper. Now the instructions are aimed at the priests. First, he talks about the burnt offering. This sounds like the twice-daily burnt offering. God explains that the burnt offering will stay on the altar all night, and the fire must be kept burning all the time. Yahweh describes how the ashes are to be removed. The priests are to wear their special priest outfit when tending the altar and when they remove the ashes from the altar. But then when they take the ashes out of the tabernacle area to a place outside the camp, they are to change into other, more regular clothes. If you remember, God described the burnt offering in chapter 1, then in chapter 2, the grain offering. So here, after talking with the priests about their duties in the burnt offering, he talks to the priests about their duties in the grain offering. It is basically the same as we had before, with the extra stipulation that the priests may only eat their portion of the grain offering inside the courtyard of the tabernacle, that is, a holy area. God says that this offering is holy, so anything that touches it is holy. Then God describes the priest's grain offering. When a priest offers a grain offering, 
They have to totally burn it up. No one can eat it in that case. Then Yahweh tells the priests about their part in the sin offering. They may eat the meat in the temple courtyard. The meat of the sin offering is holy, so anything it touches will become holy. It seems odd that this means that if it touches a clay pot, the clay pot must be broken. But I think the idea is that once the pot has been used for a holy use, it must be broken so that it can never be used for an unholy use. A bronze pot just has to be thoroughly scrubbed. And we get one more rule about the sin offering. If the blood was taken into the tent, then the sin offering meat must be burned rather than eaten. If you recall, the blood is brought into the tent when the high priest sins or when all the people sin. And now for a deeper dive. If you remember some of the laws for Exodus, it may have surprised you that when someone steals something, they just pay back that thing plus 20%. Remember Exodus chapter 22 verse 1 says, If a man steals an ox or small livestock and slaughters it or sells it, he will make restitution with five cattle in place of the ox and with four sheep or goats in place of the small livestock. But now, it is just the item plus 20%. So, do we have a contradiction in the Bible? Well, obviously I'm going to tell you no. I don't think that the Bible contradicts itself. But this gives us a chance to think it through. I believe when we look at the context in Exodus, it was talking about judgments that the judges were to make. So, if some people came before the judges and one man proves that his neighbor stole his sheep, the neighbor has to pay back four sheep. And Exodus doesn't talk about a guilt offering at all. So it is dealing with civil law, how they will function as a nation. Now, in Leviticus, the discussion is based around the issue of guilt before God and how to solve that. So the emphasis is on the ram for the guilt offering and not on the item. Okay, but that doesn't solve the difference. And I think the big difference here is that the person who took the item wrongfully is trying to make it right themselves, rather than coming before the judges. So if the person is trying to make it right, then they just add 20% to it. They still have to pay back more than the item itself that they took. But it isn't the judges finding them guilty. They realize they are guilty before God on their own, and they want to make it right. So here's the solution. Back in the situation in Exodus, the person who stole a sheep would have to pay back four sheep to make it right with the person they stole from, but they still haven't made it right with God. So, perhaps we can learn some lessons for how to make things right ourselves. If we have sinned and caused hurt to someone, we need to first, and as soon as possible, make it right with them as best as we can, and go above just the damage caused if possible. And then, we need to ask God to forgive that sin, because every sin is against God even if it is directed against a person who is made in the image of God. Scripture quotations are from the Lexham English Bible. Copyright 2012, Logos Bible Software. Lexham is a registered trademark of Logos Bible Software.